The Mike Evans news that nobody wanted came down on Monday, but the story's not over just yet. Plus, we go over snap count and PFF grade analysis. And we hear from members of Bucks Nation following Tampa Bay's second win of the regular season. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation? And welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, we are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the 10 Tampa Bay Plus app on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. So just download that and check us out. And we thank you for making us first listen or your first view of the day. I'm David Harrison, writer over at BucksGameDay.com, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, credential member of the media covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I was on ground Sunday for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 20 to 10 win over the New Orleans Saints. And of course, when I'm not there or here with you guys, you can find me on Twitter at dharrison82. Find the show at Locked on Bucks. And just a quick little admin note here, guys. If you uh, are an audio listener, you might be a little confused about some of the downloads you got. So check it out. Ross Jackson, the Locked on Saints, and I were both at the Superdome Sunday. So after the game, we got together and we fired off a really cool live video for our YouTube channels, both YouTube channels. Uh, from the Superdome before we left. It was kind of funny at the end. They actually started turning off all the lights, and we were basically there for till till close. We shut the place down, guys. That's that's how dedicated we are. Um, but unfortunately, just because of timing, James and I had to record our full episode uh, that you guys did get on Monday morning and all those things. That live episode, which was recorded before the full episode with James and I, actually didn't go out till later, actually until after I returned uh, home from New Orleans. So just a lot of scheduling things and everything going on there. So if you're a little confused on why you got that episode after uh, the full episode, James and I, that is why. So hopefully you enjoyed all of them. Hopefully you're going to enjoy this one again. As always, we thank you for making us first listener, first view of the day. Today's episode of Bucks, Locked on Bucks, brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks, the daily fantasy made easy. You pick two to five players. They score more or less in their Prize Picks projections. You can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users, you can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Use the promo code locked on. We start off this episode, guys, with the news that wide receiver Mike Evans is going to miss next week's contest against the Green Bay Packers because he's been suspended for one game because of his involvement in the altercation with Saints defensive back Marshawn Lattimore. And of course, we had Mike's comments on yesterday's episode, our full episode that James and I. Uh, we're on. If you want to check that out again, if you missed those, go ahead and go back to that episode. Check that out. And at that time, he was certain he was not going to get suspended. He even went as far as to basically admit uh, that the altercation that happened back in 2017 was a cheap shot on his part. That this one was basically just him defending uh, his teammate. So that was not the case. Uh, the NFL sent out an email, sent out notice. Obviously, he found out first. The team found out first that he would actually be uh, suspended for one game, which will be this Green Bay Packers game if it's held up. More on that here in a second. And according to the email notice sent out to the media from the NFL, this is what it said, quote, NFL Vice President of Football Operations John Runyon issued the suspension for a violation of Rule 12, Section 2, Article 8G, which prohibits, quote, unnecessarily running, diving into, cutting, or throwing the body against or on a player who is out of the play or should not have reasonably anticipated such contact by an opponent before or after the ball is dead. End quote, as well as Rule 12, Section 3, Article 1, which prohibits any act which is, quote, contrary to the generally understood principles of sportsmanship, end quote. 
In the letter to Evans, Runyon wrote, and this is also part of the press release, quote, after a play had ended, you were walking towards your side, toward your sideline. When you noticed your teammates engaged in a confrontation with Saints players, you ran toward that area on the field and violently threw your body into and struck an unsuspecting opponent who was part of that confrontation. You knocked your opponent to the ground and a melee ensued involving players from both teams. Your aggressive contact could have caused serious injury to your opponent and clearly does not reflect the high standard of sportsmanship expected of a professional, end quote. Now, Mike Evans can appeal his decision, and the reports are that he is appealing his decision. Shout out to Greg Allman of The Athletic, uh, who went on Twitter and said he could confirm that Mike Evans is, in fact, appealing uh, that suspension. So that appeal will be heard by either Derek Brooks, yes, that Derek Brooks, or James Thrash. Now, again, on social media, a lot of people were speculating earlier that Brooks would probably recuse himself from the appeals process because of his relationship to Evans and, of course, the Buccaneers organization, which is something that Runyon, whose son, again, shout out to Greg Amon of uh, The Athletic, I believe. I hope I'm not wrong on that. Uh, his son plays for the Green Bay Packers, the team that Mike Evans will not be playing against if this, this suspension gets upheld. Interestingly enough. Now, look, I don't know, Runyon. I'm not accusing him of anything. That just might be an unfortunate coincidence uh, for everything. Uh, but look, shout out to actually it was Peter Report that pointed that out. So that's a very interesting tidbit. Um, of, of things coming so it's been reported again that mike evans is appealing suspension and greg on went as far as to uh to confirm that uh that report so you know more to follow obviously on that james and evan are absolutely going to have their their thoughts on this i promise you that now the question on this show is whether or not we agree with the spending right you're not just here to get the news you're here to, to to find out what we think to help you kind of develop or confirm or deny what it is you think james and i'm like i said they're going to get their shot they're going to be here for wtsp wednesday so I'm going to get the party started here. And, and this is going to be interesting because I'm going to kind of open myself up now. And basically, James and I are going to be able to take their shots, in my opinion, if they so choose. So let's start off with the first question. Does Mike Evans, under the rules that the NFL has put out, right? You just heard them kind of listed off by the league, deserve a suspension. And yes, he does. But here's what I'm going to say on top of that. All right. Don't go away. Stop yelling at me. So does Lattimore. And so, too, does Marcus May, actually. So Marcus May not only helped grab Evans after he shoved Lattimore, but he helped throw Evans to the ground in a manner that Evans didn't have a chance to brace his fault or protect himself from any, any contact with the ground. So now is this conduct that Mike Evans should be expecting that he pushes up an opponent and, and, you know, throws his body against him or whatever, as Ronnie quoted in his decision, he should expect that Marcus May is then going to try to wrap him up and suplex him onto the Superdome service without the opportunity to brace his fall or or brace from the impact i don't think that's a reasonable expectation if that's just defense of a teammate right if that's why marcus may isn't getting suspended in this whole thing then what is evan's actions after seeing Lattimore shove his hand and arm into the head and neck area of leonard fournette leonard fournette pushed Lattimore, and he pushed him first i will give you that Lattimore then retaliated with a hand slash fist slash push forceful contact into the head or neck area of Leonard Fournette. And isn't the head or neck area super off limits in the NFL, Mr. Mr. Runyon and, and the people making the decision? Apparent to me, the NFL basically needed to do something so the rest of the league, the other players, the other teams watching all this would see it and hopefully be deterred. And hopefully have coaches out there telling the Terry McLaurins of the world and and, and I don't know, the, the Christian Watsons of the world, whoever Green Sammy Watkins, I guess, Green Bay Packers, uh, Watson, I think, actually uh, butchered his name. So, 
basically wants the NFL, other players, other coaches saying, look, the Bucs are about to lose their best receiver for a very important game, NFC playoff, you know, caliber matchup. Don't go out there doing this kind of crap. But let's be real. The next time a lot of more and Evans are on the field, there's going to be drama. There's always drama when these two guys step on the field. All I'm saying is this. If we're going to lean on just enforcing the rules, because I agree, by what Runyon listed there in the rules, yes, Mike Evans deserves a suspension. But again, so does Lattimore for striking Leonard Fournette in the head and neck area. So does Marcus May for helping wrap up Evans and slam him to the Superdome turf afterwards, and, and, and so on and so forth. So all I'm saying is if we're going to lean on just enforcing the rules by suspending Evans for a game, then Lattimore should get the same, and so should May, in my opinion. Um, Leonard Fournette, look, yeah, he shoved Marcus Lattimore, but he shoved him in the traditional shoving sense i guess if so that's my thoughts on it guys agree with it or not uh again james and evan will drop their thoughts on tomorrow's episode but enough for my thoughts enough of my thoughts for now we're gonna hit our next segment we're gonna hear from a bucks fan but before we do that guys we're gonna talk about turo the world's largest car sharing marketplace with turo you can book any car you want whatever you want from a community of local hosts browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the u.s canada or the uk book a spacious suv or minivan for a family road trip Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. Find whatever you need. I went to New Orleans, and I got to tell you, New Orleans was a very hospitable city. Ross Jackson really showed me a good time, showed me some good local spots that I wouldn't have found otherwise, things that you're not going to find on the Yelps of the world, and it was a great time. But if there's one downside to my experience, it's my rental car experience. I booked a rental car under a traditional rental car company. Uh, it was a, it was a full size sedan. I showed up; they only had one. It smelled like cigarette smoke. Had a body damage for days. It was just, it was a mess. So I end up driving away with this little pickup truck, driving around New Orleans, Louisiana, and this little pickup truck. If I got into Turo, I'd have picked my car and I would have known exactly what car I was getting from, who I was getting it from. And honestly, the prices usually are going to be cheaper. So the best part too, every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. I learned my lesson. Learn through me. Don't make the same mistake I did. Ditch boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Again, Bucks Nation for making the Locked on Bucks podcast your first listen or your first view every single day. Before we get into more of my thoughts, let's hear from Tyler in Boston. What's up, boys? Tyler from Boston. Man, this game was a grind. Every drive a struggle. Heated game from the start uh, in a frustrating first half. But, you know, I think with Mike Evans, he's not the showboat player. He's not the guy who wants all the attention on him, but he's the guy literally fights for this team, even if he's getting kicked out of the game. And we've seen it before. We've seen it for years. You see it again, Evans versus Lattimore. And I know, you know, our top guy coming out is a big deal. And while we're already thin at receiver, and you don't want guys to get hurt and fight. But, you know, I think Evans is just our guy, speaking the minds of every Bucks fan who's been watching this rivalry for years, getting frustrated. And like I said, this is heated, man. I tell you what, this is the best rivalry to watch in the NFL this season. I don't care what anyone says, but yeah. Evans fired me up in a lot. Of, uh, I think he fired up a lot of the other guys on the team as well. And immediately the next drive, Jamel Dean, that incredible pick, man. That's That was really the turning point for me. You know, you know, after that, Perryman, a hero, of course, Dean Edwards, making James see James things. And want to shout out the O-line as well. Um, you know, they got thin and uh, lost more pieces, but I really thought they played a great game, a really good second half. Boy, man, we got Green Bay coming up. But that's a big game, but I'm already fired up for week 13. Take the victory lap, Buck. This is Sweet Revenge. We done going to beat them Thanks 2-0. Let's go, Tampa Bay. Tyler in Boston, our guy, already looking towards NFL action in December. I love it. Love the enthusiasm. Love the energy. Not the last Bucks fan we're going to hear from today, so make sure you stick with us 
for more calls from members of Bucks Nation. But before we get to all that, we got to talk about something positive, right? Hopefully Mike Evans suspension gets overturned and they realize how, how crazy some of this really is. But if not, at least you have a player like Rashad Perryman who's proven, right? Tyler just talked about it. Some of those players really kind of got galvanized, brought together, brought the energy level up a little bit and really kind of turned everything uh, on a dime. In fact, there are some Saints fans I've seen on social media who are actually conspiring, thinking that basically the Bucks orchestrated the whole thing that they knew. I don't know, like they knew Marshawn Lattimore would just go over and I don't know, argue and, and push somebody and they could use it uh, to their advantage. Whatever. I don't I don't really know how they get to that point. But uh, while James and I confuse to be con- or continue to be confused by the usage or the lack there of a Russell Gage. If you check out our last episode, you know that I gave one of my game balls to Rashad Perryman because Perryman stepped up in a big moment for his team after Evans was ejected, helped get this team to win. I spoke to Rashad Perryman in the locker room afterwards. We spoke to Mike Evans. We spoke to head coach Todd Bowles. So let's roll the tape. It's a little bit of a Rashad Perryman love reel right here, getting a little bit of love while talking about what the play was, but then also getting some love from his teammate and his head coach. Uh, I was supposed to have like a, a corner round, but uh, I feel like I won so so bad on the release. And uh, it kind of turned into like, kind of like a goal, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. But Tom just made an unbelievable throw. And I was able to catch it. <laughs> but, but Mike Nels, we all, we all know that, you know, Mike is one of the, you know, a key, key player on the team. So, you know, I really, our whole thing was we had to turn up, like, you know, next man up. You know, we all know what we can do. Let's just go out there and make it happen. That's my guy, man. He worked so hard, uh, made a great play on the, on the first touchdown, which really sparked everything after that. Um, great road win uh, division game. That's why we kept him. You know, at the end of the cut there, he can do everything, and he comes up big at the right time. You know, he can block for us. He plays special teams, and he knows all the receiver spots, and he's got experience. So he, he proved his worth today. All right, once again, that was Brashad Perryman, Mike Evans, and head coach Todd Bowles all following uh, the 20-10 to 10 win over the New Orleans Saints. So some good stuff there. Uh, James and Evan are going to be kicking off our Packers coverage starting tomorrow on tomorrow's episode. So I'll let them dive into the game implications of what happens if Evans, you know, if his suspension is upheld and he does have to miss that game, especially with the roles that Brashad Perryman, uh, Russell Gage, and, of course, Scotty Miller may or may not play. In that contest, of course, hopefully, you know, Chris Godwin. I don't know that Chris Godwin's going to be ready, but maybe Julio Jones ready to go uh, as well. So for the rest of this conversation here, we're going to get to another voicemail here in just a minute as well. So I can get some more of those in while we have time. But I want to talk about kind of the human interesting, right? The interest part of this. And Mike Evans kind of talked about Todd Bowles kind of talked about, right? A guy who's willing to kind of do everything. Rashad Perryman, go back to He's a first round draft pick, right? And a lot of guys, when they're first round draft picks, the the visions are, well, I'm going to be a superstar. I'm going to be a big guy in this league. And and, you know, I'm going to be one of the marquee players. And, and for some guys, it works out that way, like Mike Evans. And for some guys, it just doesn't. And Rashad Perryman is one of those guys. And and it just seems like whatever team he's on, whether it's the Baltimore Ravens or the Detroit Lions, it just doesn't stick. It's just something doesn't click. Something doesn't work. But with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it works. And it's not just the Tom Brady thing, because Brashad was here with Jameis and did well with Jameis. You, you guys can, can, can look back. Uh, on that and remember that. And I kind of go back to our preseason training, pre-training camp roster projections, right? And and a lot of people were kind of down on Brashad Perryman going through training camp and and all this stuff. But he was kind of a guy that I just I was like, you know what? I just feel like he's going to stick. And then he did. And and again, the the biggest victim of that whole thing, right, is is obviously Tyler Johnson. Um, 
And, and sometimes people kind of question, like you really kept this guy over that guy or, or, or whatever. And, and the questions are valid. Look, all of those guys were very talented. That's why the decision was very hard. And that's why no matter who you talk to, there was a different opinion of who was going to stick and who wasn't going to stick. But Brashad is a guy that I just, uh, you know, being in, in town as much as we can be and what we can see now, granted, this year's training camp, completely different. He was injured uh, for the, the duration that we were down there for. But knowing what he's put into this before, Mike Evans talks about the grind and Todd Bowles talks about doing the special teams things, doing all the receiver positions. Like this is a guy who, if you like to cheer on the hard workers, the guy who go out there and try to earn every piece of, of playing time and every stat that they get Rashad Perryman is your guy. So I was very happy to be able to hand him a game ball. I mean, it's, you know, not a real game ball, but it, you know, on the show, give him uh, some love. And then again, hearing uh, Todd Bowles talk about it, Mike Evans talk about it, and then getting to speak to him in the locker room before they headed back home. I uh, wanted to put that little clip together for you guys to make sure uh, that that message got conveyed. But some more messages need to get conveyed, specifically from Bucks fans. Again, still celebrating the win, week two win, twenty to ten over the New Orleans Saints. So let's hear from another one right now. Who knew that Jameis Winston would throw a pick six to his former team today? How sweet it is! This is Yusef out here in Phoenix. Let me get one thing out of the way. The defense played fantastic, but it wasn't the defense overall that impressed me. Of course, they impressed me overall, but it was the corners playing aggressive against the Saints wide receivers. I absolutely loved it today. And I know the game plan changes week to week, but this is a, this is like two weeks in a row where we've locked up their wide receivers on both games, and it has been fantastic to see. Um, I haven't seen that in the in the last couple years consistently, and it's and it's great. Um, so that really impressed me. The defense overall impressed me the most. Two weeks in a row, guys. I love it. Secondly, I thought the offensive line played fantastic today. Luke Gedicke filled in for Josh Wells. He filled in admirably today. I thought it was great. Um, he Brady got sacked once, I believe, on a scramble. So that's kind of a pass for me. But other than that, he the offensive line held up really good. Those are just a few of my thoughts, guys. Uh, as you know, not getting too high, but not too low. But man, we beat the Saints, and I'm damn excited about that. As always, go Bucks! All right, Yusuf, thanks for calling in. Great to hear from you, my friend. Hope you're doing well uh, out there. And, and I hope that you're happy that my, my regular season record of covering the Buccaneers in the press box is still clean, still undefeated. And look, we'll put that to the test again in a couple of weeks. I'll be in Tampa for the Chiefs contest as well. Um, and in that game, there's going to be a lot of players and be a lot of stats going around. And if you think you know what stats are going to land where, then you need to go see our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a new daily fantasy uh, partner here at the network. And what you do is you pick two to five players. And if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you win money. In fact, you win up to 10 times your money on any entry. It's simple. You go to Prize Picks, you pick, like I said, two to five players. They tell you what the projection is 130. 183.5 passing yards, 85.5 rushing yards for a specific player, whatever it is. If you think you know if that guy is going to go under or over that 85.5 projection, whatever that projection is, you put them in your in your slip, you put your money down, and again, you went up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you 
versus the projections. And if you don't want to do it with the NFL, they got NBA, Major League Baseball, hockey, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Whatever your poison is, you can probably find it at Prize Picks. And the best part is when you win, safe and fast withdrawals from the company currently operating in over 30 states and Canada. Download the Prize Picks app or go to the prizepicks.com website and sign up today and play daily fantasy sports first time users. You can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. You put in $100, they put in $100, 50, they put in 50, you put in 20, you get the idea, whatever it is, up to $100, 100% prize picks will give you that match. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on when you sign up. An instant deposit match for one up to $100 will be yours. That's prizepicks.com or the prize picks app. One more segment here, the Locked On Bucks podcast, where you're diving into some PFF grades and some interesting snap numbers uh, that we're going to go through from the game book. But before we do that, let's hear from another celebratory message left by a happy Buccaneers fan. What's up, Locked On Bucks fans? This is Rafael from Texas letting you guys know, let's go Tampa Bay. We just broke the curse, guys. We beat the Saints during the regular season. Now we can say we not only beat them when it mattered most, but we beat them when it didn't matter at all. But I will say, everything matters because we're going 2-0 and facing the Packers, and I think we're going to go 3-0, and and this is going to be the best season, and we're going to get a march on to another Super Bowl. Fire the cannons! Love the energy there, Raphael. Appreciate the phone call. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's a big win, right? I mean, look, people can say what they want to say. I know some of the players, some of the coaches try to kind of downplay it every once in a while. Uh, but it's a big win, and and plenty of players are willing to kind of admit that. I think Coach Bowles maybe not as happy about them admitting it, but look, it is what it is as part of the competition. Uh, but another thing that was part of that competition was penalties, right? And and what I found interesting when I went back to the game book is that Keanu Neal, who's a linebacker or safety, depending on how you're using him and where he's lining up, uh, you might remember got flagged early for an unnecessary roughness penalty um, when he when he hit Jameis Winston uh, that was apparently late, got the flag. That was just one of his two defensive snaps all day long. So 50% of Keanu Neal's snaps resulted in personal fouls. Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis, Antoine Winfield Jr., Mike Edwards, Levante David, and Devin White all played 100% of the Buccaneers' defensive snaps on Sunday. Meanwhile, Sean Murphy Bunting played none. So Jamel Dean and Mike Edwards getting 100% of the snaps. Sean Murphy Bunting getting none. This conversation about who's getting re-signed and who's not may be telling itself already as we go through this. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that, obviously, but not looking good for SMB here early in the season. Flipping over the offense, Leonard Fournette was on the field for 87% of the offensive snaps on Sunday. By far the most of any player, not an offensive lineman or Tom Brady, but Prashad Perryman also played 50 offensive snaps himself, leading all receivers for the Buccaneers. So look, if Chris isn't ready, if Julio can't go, and if Mike is suspended, Rashad Perryman looks like your wide receiver one guy. So get ready. For that, maybe put in a waiver claim uh, in, in your fantasy league. Sticking with the offense, Brady had the top pro football focus grade for this game for the Buccaneers uh, in their win over the Saints. It was a 69.5. And that was the top grade for every Bucks offensive player. So very reflective of kind of how the game really unfolded on Sunday. Rashad White's, as much as we love him, uh, came away with the lowest grade, a 38.3. Uh, look, he was probably just sad that Herm Edwards got fired and, you know, it affected his play. He'll have a week to get over it and come back strong against the Green Bay Packers. Brandon Walton, the team's third left tackle, 
All right, the backup to the backup got an 80.3 PFF grade in pass pro. Love to see it. We see you, Brandon. The Buccaneers, I'm sure, appreciate you. I'm sure Bucks fans also appreciate you. On defense, Mike Edwards finished with a top grade, 93.2. Welcome to the 90s club, Mike Edwards. That was his PFF grade. Jamel Dean had an 84.6, so not too far behind him. While the rookie, Logan Hall, had the lowest grade of every defense player coming in at 30.5. So two rookies bringing up the end. But honestly, that's kind of how you expect things to go a little bit. You just kind of hope that low end is a little bit higher. So we'll see what they can do. Of course, with Akeem Hicks and Josh Wells both hurting from this game, both Hall and Walton may be leaned on this coming Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, of course, we all hope to see Donovan Smith back as well. That's going to do it for this episode. But before we get out of here, we got time for one more voicemail. Let's kick it over to one more Bucks fans before we call this show a wrap. Hey, guys. This is Josh, just outside of Athens, Georgia. And, man, what a game. So I've got Sunday ticket. Direct TV was trash. So I missed the first half of the game. It finally starts working right before they got the touchdown. And I got to say, I was with Evan. You know, it's they always lose to the Saints. The best I can describe going into that game was positive hope with negative expectations. I expected to lose, but, of course, always want the Bucks to win. And, man, what a game. That was amazing. And I got to say, what made the night for me was seeing Mike Edwards, you know, getting that pick six. Awesome. Love to see Mike get those. So, great game. Fire the can. And that's going to do it for today's episode. I know we got some more voicemails in the inbox as we're going to get through as many of them as we can. We do every week, but we can't possibly get to them all. You guys are great. Always calling in, letting us know what you think. We greatly appreciate it. So keep it up and you will eventually get your voicemail heard. Well, we listen to them all. We just don't air all of them because we simply can't uh, with with uh, within the time that we have. But Tyler, Yusef, Raphael, and Josh for today's episode. We thank you very much for contributing. We thank all of you for making a first listen or your first view every single day. Now, now make your second listen to Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. We will be back tomorrow. James and Evan for WTSP Wednesday. And then James is reigning, is manning the crossover Thursday for me this week. So I will see you again on Friday. In the meantime, if you've got discussions or topics you want to talk about, send them in to LockdownBucksPodcast at gmail.com or call in and be a part of the show by dialing 813-444-5841. For James Jarko, I'm David Harrison. Until we speak again, make sure you're checking out everything we're writing at BucksNation.com and at BucksGameDay.com. Hit us on Twitter at DHarrison82 at JR24Bucks and at LockdownBucks. If you're out and out, please be safe. Be kind to one another. Wash your hand. Keep firing those cannons and thank you for joining me right here at Locked On Bucks.